selling our cloaks to buy guns? Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. John 20, verse 27 through 29, KJV. I was listening to this message by this pastor on YouTube, and the numbers of views on his messages, subscribers, etc., are like in the tens of thousands. And in one of his messages, he was saying that God told him that we need to go buy guns because we're going to have to defend ourselves. He then quoted a verse in the Bible from the 22nd chapter of Luke, where Jesus told his disciples to go sell their cloaks to go buy swords. This is the verse he used as confirmation of what he said God had told him. And it reads, Then said he unto them, But now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his scrip. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Now I'm like, okay, Jesus being who Jesus was, and Jesus being who Jesus is going to be when he comes back, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword, as quoted in Hebrews 4.12. Nobody in the Bible, since Jesus' arrival on the scene, engaged in, nor were they led to engage in, any acts of violence, nor led into a fight. Now, way back in the Old Testament, bloody, 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 murder, killing, and all that. Okay. But after Jesus, the only time you hear about somebody using violence was when the Holy Spirit killed off Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5. But that was, again, as quoted in Hebrews 4.12, by the word that came from Peter's mouth. Acts 5, verses 1 through 12. But a certain man called Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part, and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young man arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost. And the young man came in, and found her dead, and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church, and upon as many as heard these things.
and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Okay, then I thought about how throughout the Bible, when the disciples were being persecuted, dragged to prison, unjustly detained, unjustly beaten, never in the Bible did God say go buy some swords to protect yourselves because Jehovah, Father God, is our protector and provider. That's what he told me. So I went to my Bible to look at this myself. What does the Bible say about study to show thyself approved? If we were to go back to that same chapter of Luke, chapter 22, where this pastor quoted from verse 36, this time go to the verse just above it, verse 35. It puts what Jesus said in verse 36 in proper context. Luke 22, verses 35 through 36, and it reads, And he said unto them, When I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said nothing. Then said he unto them, But now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his scrip. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. So what the word confirms is that what is being said here is that this whole time they never needed or lacked anything. He said to them, Remember I told you to leave everything at home? And they responded in the affirmative, Yes, this is true, that they lacked for nothing. So now he says, but now you're going to sell your garments and all that and go buy some swords. He said, I am the same Jesus as I was then. He says, I am the same Jesus that fed the 5,000 with no money. Earlier on in Luke 8:59, they sought to kill Jesus, but he walked in the midst of them passing by. And John 18:6, when they came to arrest Jesus and they inquired of him if he was the one they sought, he said, I am he. And at the sound of his voice, they fell backward to the ground. He's the same Jesus that said, I can pray to my father and he will send me more than 12 legions of angels. The power and the might of the angels that surround God's people was also illustrated in 2 Kings when the servant was full of fear when looking at the magnitude of the enemy's army that surrounded he and Elijah. And Elijah prayed that the servant's eyes would be open so that he may see that they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. The Lord did it. Jesus also spoke to the fig tree, and it dried up from the root. He said to Pontius Pilate, nobody take my life. I lay it down. He said, I have the power to lay it down and the power to pick it up again. Jesus said to his disciples, I have given you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And make no mistake about it, the only reason they were able to get Jesus to the cross was because he chose to allow them to do that to him for the love of the Father and his love for those that are his. Last but not least, if you remember, Jesus rebuked one of his men for cutting off the man's ear with his sword when they came to arrest Jesus, and then he healed his ear right then. So, 
what this pastor was doing was trying to incite fear in his listeners so that they would support him because he was saying he is a man that they needed because he was the only one giving them the truth about God's word and staring them right against the dark forces to come. Because why would God all of a sudden tell his people that they have need to go buy weapons? You see, David, when the king and his brothers were trying to give him a sword and armor to fight Goliath, he refused to take them. Then when he met with Goliath, he spoke to him, saying, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. For further illustration, let's look at Matthew chapter 16, where Jesus admonishes the disciples in a similar fashion concerning what he had spoken to them about the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they began to ponder about bread. Matthew 16, verses 5 through 12, and it reads, And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? How is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So I believe when Jesus was speaking to them concerning selling their garments to buy swords, he was Jesus being Jesus and took this moment as an opportunity to teach them yet again about how they were to operate and carry on their duties for the kingdom of God. Because as he kept reminding them, he was soon going back to the Father. They needed to understand that their power did not come from things made by hands and through the operation of the flesh. But their power was to come from God through the operation of the Holy Spirit, which was to come. As was again illustrated by Jesus when he spoke to one of the men that walked with him in Matthew chapter 26, after he took to the sword and cut off the ear of the one of the men that sought to take Jesus. Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. In closing, I think we need to go back and get reacquainted with the Lord, asking ourselves, are we those that need to go back and run our fingers across the holes where the nails were driven through Jesus's hand when they hung him on that cross? Shall we, like Thomas, have need to touch the wound that was left when they pierced Jesus in the side and he bled out on that cross? Then shall we remember all that Jesus has done for us so that we no longer be faithless, but believing. Or shall we be of the other persuasion, those that Jesus calls blessed, because we are those that have not seen and yet have believed.